run of the division dominance by the Warriors is over as the 788 have punched their ticket to the championship game by clinching the Hama. Waiting the face, there are three eligible teams for the Dixons, separated by just a game and a half. Will that tie come back and haunt the RHPs? Can the Wild Bills catch the Teal Ninjas? From the EBDB BNB Virtual Studios is the What's On Your Mind Fantasy Football League Sports Desk Championship Edition. <laughs> EDB. E- uh, yeah, I can't even say it. I'm, I'm impressed. It's an honor of the league's final episode tonight. Yes, yes, I, I do have that set up to record. It's on against a new South Park, I believe, which is too bad because that's been worth watching this year, too. The league will survive, I'm sure. Their league's a lot healthier than ours, though. It's hard not to be. We set our bar pretty low. I mean, beat Chuck just by playing? Well, that's not beat Andre just by playing or something like that. It's yeah, beat Chuck. It's beat, it, it's beat Chuck. Chuck's like, it's kind of like Taco. He probably wouldn't even acknowledge that he had a team. Taco's kind of cool, actually. I don't, I don't know if I would give Chuck the upgrade. Yeah, it's true. Taco does does uh, score some tail. So. Yep, lots of tail. Chuck is out. Wait a minute. Taco's retired. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. He doesn't want to get cushions. I'm just saying that's probably going out the door. We got a, we got a series <laughs> finale coming up. That's, that's going out. That's going out. Before we get into uh, this this week's uh, review, let's let's give a, a quick review of where we're at before this started. We missed a week in there, so just so everybody knows where the standings are at. Oregon Outpost leading the Hama with an eight and four record, ch- trailed by Pyramid of Touchdowns and Fort Wadsworth at six and six. Meanwhile, in the the Dixon uh, Springfield nine and three. Buffalo, the Wild Bills at eight and four, and the RHPs at seven four and one. Zach Hoffman's Seattle Dreadnoks at six five and one. So, uh, without further ado, let's take a look at week 13, the week that wasn't. Hey, it was a good week for all the winners. Everyone scored over 100. A lot of points getting thrown on the board. Even some of the losers were up close to the century mark, which makes sense because there was a lot of terrible football being played in the NFL. So we'll start with our, our taco platters. The RHP scored an easy win over Dustin Bell's New England Tacos, 108-37. Dropping the tacos to 4-9, and nine, a magical 4-9. and nine. I'm not sure how they pulled off 4-9. and nine. By not logging in, they had a good draft. Yeah. The big upset knocking uh, Debbie out of contention. Yeah, did score the one upset along the way to end Debbie's season. Good week for the RHPs. The, the Red Rifle leading the way with 27 points. Jeremy Macklin had a big week in Kansas City. He had 19 out of the flex spot. A.J. Green, starting wideout, had 18. Matt Forte was 17. Rashad Jones, the Miami safety, had 13. Lots going on for the RHPs. The Tacos, meanwhile, uh, the, the path was paved by Deshaun Jackson, 13 points. That was a horrible game watching those two teams play. Yeah, that was really, it was painful for 59 minutes. It was kind of tolerable for one and ultimately, I guess I got the I got the, the result I needed for my terrible team to remain alive. <laughs> That's true. Realistically alive. <laughs> and, and what it means is, for the next two weeks, they will go out and look like world beaters because this week, no one is talking about them. Because that's that's how this goes. So for the rest of the evening, we will be playing Who Outscored the Tacos? Former bazookas renamed the New England Tacos. 37 points. I'll tell you who outscored the, the New England Tacos. The New England New Tacos bench! <laughs> Sitting 41 points, including Carson Palmer's 26. Phillip Rivers had five points as a starting quarterback in that terrible, terrible loss to the Broncos. This is bad. If it wasn't for, if it wasn't for the late touchdown by Deshaun Jackson, we were looking at, at a shot of the fewest points ever. Late heroics by Deshaun Jackson. 
saving the tacos from the record books in a, in a terrible way. That, 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 by the way, that's a former champion. Justin Bell. Good job. Justin Bell. Good job. That's what happens when you have the championship edition. Former champs, bring your A game this year. That's what we've proven. <laughs> Meanwhile, our other taco game, uh, Paris throwing up 115 points on Charlottesville and, and 52, effectively doubling up the doubled over Keelhalt. Also a former champ. Another former champion, uh, Matt Ryan leading the way with Jeremy Hill, 13 and 15 points for the Keelhalt. Uh, not much else going on. Negative one for Sebastian Janikowski, who is the only player in the NFL fatter than me. <laughs> Meanwhile, for the Nanamites, Marcus Mariota getting the start at quarterback, 40 points. Looking down the line to the Paris Nanamites bench, outscored the New England Tacos, 39-37. And in an anomaly, the Keel Halls not only outscored the New England Bazookas, but the second time where the bench outscored the starters. Yes, the bench led by Ryan Fitzpatrick's big game against the Giants, 29 points. Uh, 14 from Sean Drone, Michael Floyd with 10. All of them out of action. All of them better than the guys who played. A proud showing by our two former champions in this year's version. Uh, we, we tip our caps again to Josh Morgan, who uh, came in place, showed up. Didn't have the great success, but he showed up. Moving forward, we've got uh, the, the, the horror show who injuries destroyed, throwing up 55 points, crumbling under the might of the Buffalo Wild Bills in their 120. I could have used him scoring 55 against me a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a fantasy team have a worse run of injuries than poor Jamie Creech has this season. And in refreshing news, neither team's bench outscored the Tacos. <laughs> but in adding to the list, Cam Newton with 45 points. Leading the way for the Buffalo Wild Bills, did outscore Tacos on his own. Kudos to Allen Robinson, who gave it the old college try, 33 points out of the receiver spot. <laughs> and truthfully, not a whole lot else going on on, on the Wild Bills roster, but what else do you need when two guys are tossing up 80, or 78, rather? That's pretty much going to win you a game. Wild Bills needed this win at Cafes. That is true. Still a game back in the Dixon. Uh, yep. Then provided the league leading Teal Ninjas put together a win. Is that a segue? And that is a cheap segue. The cheapest of segues. Mm. As we look over at Springfield, throwing 127 on Gary's Boss Fight t-shirt. That's a stain that's not going to come out easy. Mm. Gary's Boss Fight t-shirt with 96, a valiant effort in the loss. Jamie Johnson dropping you to 5-8, and eight, out of the running, officially. Eliminated from playoff competition. How do you feel? I was here for sarcasm. I have achieved my season-long dream. I am fine. I'm glad he didn't say he was here for humor. <laughs> But a nice balanced effort by the, the Teal Ninjas. Actually, only got six points out of the quarterback spot with Jay Cutler. Uh, and only four points from Todd Gurley, but 29 from Antonio Brown, who continues his assault on the league. No, he won this game because of a Colts crappy secondary. Uh, 29 points for Antonio Brown, 15 for Delaney Walker, 17 for Martavis Bryant, 13 for Telvin Smith, the Jacksonville linebacker. The Broncos' defense continues their MVP season with 22 points. The Nuge kicking in 13 from the kicker spot. Jamie had a good showing at Aaron Rodgers, 27. Odell Beckham with 20. 16 from Sammy Watkins, 15 from Jay Stu. Unfortunately, the rest of the roster was not cooking up a whole lot for you. Uh, you just didn't have quite enough horses this week. Do you believe the uh, Teal Ninjas bench would have beat Justin? The Teal Ninjas bench, uh, led by Brian Hoyer's 27, would have edged the tacos. Yes. The theoretic two-point safety puts him over the top. You know he's good for something. Next game, uh, let's let's finish out the Hama. Oregon Outpost 788, bringing glory to the division with an 108 to 98 win over Josh Morgan's Pyramid of Touchdowns, taking out the number two spot, 
doing it in style. Ten-point win to sew up the division. Congratulations to Aaron Rayfield and Oregon Outpost 788. Well, obviously, he's got the winning record clinched. He's won five straight. Hard to believe at one point this team was 4-4. Four and four. It's hot, baby. Hot. I'd just like to point out that every quarterback on a roster for this game would have beaten the Tacos. We got uh, Ben Roethlisberger, 41 points. Thanks again, Colts defense. <laughs> Not to be outdone, Russell Wilson for the pyramid of touchdowns at 40. On the bench, uh, Blake Bortles with 42. That's a killer bench. I mean, that's a team that scored 108 points, so there's not a whole lot of places to flex those guys in. But, uh, yeah, 61 points out of four guys is a pretty good week. Uh, Levante David continues his big season as the the Tampa Bay linebacker with 16. 14 from Frank Gore, 10 from Megatron, and Michael Crabtree. Pyramid touchdowns, 40 points from Russell Wilson, 16 for the Chiefs defense. Also hot, baby, hot. Sitting Ted Ginn Jr. wound up being a big mistake. He could have had about 30 points if he caught two other passes. Uh, true, but that's that's par for the course with Ted Ginn Jr. <laughs> He's a known quantity. It's like Darius Hayward Bay, Ted Ginn Jr. Yeah, Darius Hayward Bay <laughs> might be the only quarterback, might be the only receiver getting snaps who drops more often than Ted Ginn Jr. does, but it's mm-hmm. close. Hands of stone. Yeah, just terrible. Terrible. Uh, terrible hands there he's great once he gets his once he does something to magically get his hands on the football but that's just such a risky prospect that you you understand how he's been with so many different teams Uh, whereas Darius Hayward Bay can fly uh, and that's about all he has going for him he works hard we'll give him that but not much not much actual football skill going on there I would like to revisit that two weeks ago I told you this division was locked up We didn't even need the full four weeks, Gary. Two weeks later, we're done. You want a medal or something? He wants me to do the flashback, go back in time, and replay that bit where he says his division's done. Nah, screw him. He was the one that threw in the towel, not me, because I knew I was still mathematically in contention. Thanks a lot, Josh Morgan. I needed the pyramid of touchdowns to win this game. Going into Monday night, he had Des Bryant and Darren McFadden, and that would have been great if Romo was the quarterback for the Cowboys, not with Castle. You're mathematically eliminated because Ted Ginn Jr. did not get the start over Jeremy Langford. How does that feel, Gary? Not to mention uh, Darren McFadden, for a guy who you knew was going to get the football, really pooped a bit. Awful game, had the early fumble, never got on track. Uh, had the touchdown late to make it look respectable, but you, you, you have to take advantage of being able to play the, that Redskins run defense. Even the Giants put 100-something yards on them, and they don't run the football at all. You can't go out and throw that effort out there and expect anything for it. So let's uh, close out the drama in the Hama. Fort Wadsworth, uh, a winner last week, 107-85 over the Dreadnoughts. Uh, you did knock the Dreadnoughts out of contention. They're officially eliminated from the playoffs with the loss. Good. You improved to 7-6. and six. Uh, Hoffman drops to 6-6-1. Six, six, and one. 107 points for the Warriors. Uh, the, the path was paved by Javarius Allen. Buck. Nobody knew who he was three weeks ago, four weeks ago. God only knows. 18 for TJ Yeldon because everybody scored in Jacksonville last week. 14 for Dequell Jackson, another defensive player having a monster season. 14 for Eli Manning. That pick late was unforgivable. 12 points for Scott Chandler in relief of the Gronk at tight end. Scott Chandler's going to do that. He would start for probably 25 teams in this league. He's big, he's front, box, yep. and he catches. He's just he's the number two in New England because Gronk is awesome. Meanwhile, for Seattle, 21 points out of Doug Baldwin as the Doug Baldwin victory tour kicks <laughs> off <laughs> in season. 
Is there a better fantasy receiver the last month than Doug Baldwin? I challenge you to come up with one not named Antonio Bryant. That's a mighty fine home cooking right there. It never hurts when home cooking uh, serves up 21 points. Uh, Mark Ingram with 15, although that that gravy train's going to end as he went on IR today. Uh, 14 for Derek Carr, 11 for Marvin Jones. Seattle got hit pretty hard by the injury bug this year, too. They had a couple of games where they were they were struggling a little bit, looking for quarterback help and, and running back help. So good good season, 6-6-1, six, six, and one, hoping he can finish strong. The fact that Zach logged in every week and, and played does make him our, our most engaged celebrity entrance. Next game. Darklonia, 108 over the Chuckbusters with 96. Cooling off the red-hot Chuckbusters. Good games this week. We had a couple of games that were that were high-scoring shootout types. We don't get three of them very often, but we did this week. Darklonia, the Tom Brady you revenge tour. Revenge for what? They lost again. Tom Brady, 34 points for Darklonia this week as the you revenge tour resumes. Devontae Freeman with nine. Crap in the bed a little bit against uh, Tampa Bay in a big game for the Falcons. Brandon Marshall with 19, 14 for D. Hopkins, 12 for the Seahawks defense, which has woken up a little bit leading up to 108. Meanwhile, for the Chuckbusters, 20 for Matthew Stafford, uh, four other guys in double figures. Darklonia bench, giving it the old college try, almost outscoring the Tacos, uh, falling just short 37-35. Granted, they won the game, so we can't play what-if with their roster. Not much help for the Chuckbusters there. I'll give Ty Sams this. He has squeezed every little bit out of this roster as he can. Ty Sams came to play. We applaud Ty Sams, despite being uh, mathematically eliminated by about week three. <laughs> still logging in, still giving it the, the try, wanting to play spoiler, being involved, running smack on the board a little bit. Good season for, for Ty Sams all the same. Unfortunately, the dream of finishing over 500 is dead. Standings. Standings. Oregon Outpost 788, as we mentioned earlier, winning the Hama. Standing at 9-4, and four. Uh, they could take two weeks of just-in-time to, to prepare. Two games up on the Warriors at 7-6. and six. Unfortunately, Gary does not have the tiebreaker, so he's out. Pyramid of touchdowns, 6-7. and seven. Paris, 6-7. and seven. Uh, Both of them still have a chance to finish over 500 this year. I know for Debbie that would be a, a pretty big accomplishment. She hasn't done that before. Gary's Boss Fight t-shirt at 5-8. and eight, Relegated to the second division again. <laughs> The Tacos at 4-9, and nine, and the Keel Halls 3-10. Meanwhile, we've got uh, in the Dixon, Emanuele Trophy leader, Tommy Fauntleroy, Springfield Teal Ninjas at 10-3. and three. Buffalo Wild Bills keeping pace at 9-4, and four, and Rock Mastrangelo's RHPs 8-4-1. Still alive, two games left, a game and a half separating these three teams. Darklonia moves into fourth place with the win at 7-6. They're three back and eliminated. Seattle Dreadnoughts at 6-6-1, six, six still better than Jamie. Then the Chuckbusters at five and eight, and the Horror Show at five and eight as well. Chuckbusters out of the cellar. If we're looking to hand out the James Cavanaugh Memorial Trophy for the highest scoring team, still the Darklonia Privateers. They've at least been respectable and got themselves over five hundred. Darklonia has about got that one wrapped up. I think that I think yeah. any talk of anybody else winning the Cavanaugh is done. Hottest team in the league, still uh, Oregon Outpost seven eighty eight five in a row. Coldest team would be uh, the Tacos, who finally come back to earth, losing three in a row. And Jamie's Boss Fight t-shirt. Gary's Boss Fight t-shirt of Jamie Johnson. God knows. I don't know. I, I've given up. You're not interesting enough to, to get your name right. But uh, <laughs> lost three in a row there. So you may as well have not logged in because you're getting the same results as Justin Bell. Fair enough. I will now be Gary's Boss Fight Taco. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to happen. Now that you've announced it, it needs to happen. Better than the Baylor Bears. <laughs> <laughs> you deserved every ounce of that. 
they did us a solid this year and uh, got got their kicked in by Texas already. So, but uh, looking forward, uh, we've got our meaningless games: Darklonia at Paris, seven and six at six and seven. Charlottesville visits the Teal Ninjas. Yeah, have you noticed that the first and second place team of the Dixon have taco games this week? Yeah, it's, uh, it's certainly advantageous scheduling. Gary's Boss Fight T-shirt takes on Gary's Warriors. We gotta give that game a nickname. It's called Gary's Game because Gary's owned Jamie over the last two years. Seattle Dreadnoughts taking on Oregon Outposts, uh, 788-661 against 9-4. and four. Uh, A coaster for Aaron Rayfield if he chooses. Rest the starters, Aaron Rayfield. Pyramid Touchdowns takes on the RHPs. It's a tough game for the RHPs. A lot of pride for Josh Morgan and the defending champs. So Rock's going to have to play and hope for a little bit of luck. Rock really needs this. He's got to win. We know that. Yeah, he's, he's got to win out, and he needs a lot of favors. And, but unfortunately the team that he needs to lose the most is playing a taco team. Talk about looking at a daunting task this coming weekend. Yeah, he has to win and both of the teams ahead of him have taco games because New England is playing Buffalo. 4-9 against 9-4 and four. and then uh, lastly two 5-8 and eight teams, the Horror Show and the Chuck Busters. What would we call that? Is that the is that the John Lynch game? Yeah, no, I'm just thinking of who the last string announcer is on, on Fox or CBS or whichever. Iron like Eagle? The, Iron Eagle's like the B team now. He's moved way up. It's not even the Kenny Albert game. So any thoughts on this week's schedule, John? There's just zero drama this week because our division's wrapped up and the top two on the other side. So there's like one game that really like has any intrigue in it, but it really yeah. doesn't matter because the Teal Ninjas are not going to lose. <laughs> I remember the last time we were this magnanimous about a team bringing in a win, and I think it was when Debbie played the Tacos. You never know. You never know. I guess that's why they play the games and some crap like that. But yeah, assuming that the Teal Ninjas <laughs> and the Wild Bills just win those games, it, it's been a great run for Rockman Stranchel this season. He, he never fell off the pace. The tie's going to come back. Yeah. The thing about the Keel Halls is it's a full roster this week. Everybody's healthy, so even though he doesn't log in and it doesn't look like a good lineup, everybody's playing. So now, lucky for the, the Teal Ninjas that Matt Ryan's going up against the Carolina defense. Yeah, there's a lot of breaks on the, on the, on the schedule for, for the Teal Ninjas this week. I believe that particular game would be broadcast by the combination of Andrew Cantleone, Steve Berline, or Steve Tasker out of the CBS stable. Oof. And if it's not them, it's definitely Spiro Didis and Solomon Wilcox. Yeah. I have to say they'd probably, like Steve Tasker's, he's actually pretty good. I don't mind Steve Tasker, but Steve Berline's terrible. So the, the horror show and the Chuck Busters would be the Steve Berline game. I cannot stand Spiro Didis. There's a reason he's the E team. But Solomon Wilcox is a, is a pro, and unlike many other color guys, uh, does not talk too much. Which is something with, you know, that's a nod that means he, he would actually improve this program. That just sounded really terrible. <laughs> a lot of meaningless games. This is a week where we share our general uh, listenership's apathy. This show sucks. I miss when it was. Uh, I miss when it was about toys. <laughs> Remember when Jamie would talk about toys? <laughs> chirp, chirp. <laughs> I've I always enjoyed Megatron. He was my favorite. <laughs> Moving forward. Gary Gotso, your thoughts on the NFL Week 14? It was such a horrible week game-wise. I kind of want to talk about tonight. Tonight is the series finale of the league, and we talk about the league 
quite a bit here on this program. Use a lot of their terms and phrases. If you've never seen the league, I definitely recommend to get out to Netflix and catch it. The whole subculture of fantasy football basically is to find that entire show where these friends will do anything, say anything to beat each other in fantasy football for a trophy they named after a girl they all slept with in high school, I think. The last place trophy is basically a petrified ball sack of a bull. But anyways, you gotta watch it, and then you'll understand a lot of these terms we're talking about. Unfortunately, it is the last show tonight, and I just wanted to say, I will be watching that, and I will be missing that show when it's off the air. Yeah. Catch it on Netflix. Start at the beginning. It is a show that rewards the longtime viewer. There's a lot of slow boils in the the characters uh, as they go through, and uh, they make callbacks in Season 7 to stuff that happened in Season 1. Recommended. Jamie Johnson, the NFL Week 14. Well, I'm 5-8 and eight and mathematically eliminated from the playoffs in fantasy football. We have a log jam at 5-7 and seven in the NFC East. Wow. They're not even good 5-7. and seven. They're not that competitive 5-7 and seven team that maybe plays good defense and doesn't score enough or plays good offense and can't tackle anybody. They're just terrible. Terrible. They're all terrible. Terrible. All four of them. Awful. That's terrible. <laughs> Ah, like, like, like I, I'm going to give the Giants the nod as perhaps being the best team simply because we know they can lead after three quarters. We know they absolutely cannot lead after four quarters because they're about to set a record. Next time they lose a fourth quarter lead, they will have done it six times in one season and be the first NFL team to pull that off. <laughs> Red- the Redskins, the fact that they're not just completely awful is that Kirk Cousins has shown up to, to at least be a medium-grade NFL quarterback. The Cowboys are absolutely lost in the wilderness because Jerry Jones is their owner and has gone full Steinbrenner. <laughs> the Eagles are, well, you saw that mess. Uh, I mean, this is a team, they beat New England in New England. Biggest win by perhaps any team all season, and their star tailback is running to the owner to cry about playing time. Yeah, I I mean, they're entertaining for all the wrong reasons. Man, if the Giants don't win this, (laughs) just wow. Like I said, nobody's talking about them this week, so they'll play well for a couple weeks now. Like, everybody's forgotten them, they've written them off, oh, the Giants, whatever, blah, 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 we, you know, it's not their turn. They'll probably rally up and get to 7-7, and and then uh, promptly lose the next two games uh, to get to 7-9 and still perhaps win that division. What was it? 538.com said that the winner of the NFC East, there's a 2% chance that they could be 6-10. and 10. Now, it's 2%. It's not, a, it's not a real big chance of that happening. But the fact that that is even statistically significant is just dreadful. They're just awful. The only other thing I'll say is don't sleep on the Seahawks they're starting to heat up and that defense is starting to get healthy so let's just double shock power double shock power lead pipe lock seattle seahawks into the five spot in the nfc and he's looking for every soundbite that's right <laughs> thanks for listening to our 45 minutes of crap uh, which got extended to 53 because i forgot the show's format uh, for my co-host jamie johnson <laughs> Gary Gotso, Mike Irizarry. Join us again next week for the What's on Joe Mind League of Champions, where our motto is Beat Chuck just by playing.